Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, folks, and good morning. Welcome to RealMentorsRadio.com. Troy Dooley, your host, and we're in the Social Media Symphony. Uh, this is is probably, I, I would say, the best hands-on how-to guide. And I, don't get me wrong, it is a, a book that you buy, but I, each chapter is like its own individual guide into making social media work, to make it run as a symphony together. And as I was sitting here this morning going over truly probably my favorite chapter because it's about blogging and, and that's something that I feel I'm I'm just now after a decade but, but after the last five years really getting getting to learn. And as I was I was going through this chapter I thought back to the mistakes that I've made in blogging. I, I looked at some of my older posts. Actually I'm happy to because for some reason, I've been—I've I've got some kind of malicious code on my site. We're trying to find out when it when it took place. It happened on the 23rd or 24th. But as I sit here and I look at, at what's happening in life, I look at my my blog and I look at how my journalism, how my editorials have changed. I came to the realization that, you know, Michael will write this book today, and I'll say that it's great because I like it. Somebody else will read it and say it didn't do anything for me. And I thought, man, everybody has opinions. But when I read through this book, I thought this book right here, it isn't about, it it isn't just a man writing down some things, hoping to make a few pennies. You can tell that this is part of his passion, part of his DNA. And he's taken time in each chapter to, to share his insights. Lord knows that one book is not going to be able to help you build your business to the level that it should be. I have tens of thousands of dollars tied up in books and manuals and stuff on on everything from leadership to marketing to try to make to try to find the answers. But this one book I would say is truly a book that you can get started with, a book that will help you take it to the next level. If you're looking for another book that is Far more expensive than Michael's, something that you could utilize. Um, it's harder to understand, but if you decide, I want to take it to that level, there's a 771-page book called The Social Media Bible, the second edition. That is a huge, gigantic manual that I use constantly to, to make sure I'm doing things right. There's also, if you want to learn as we're going into the blogging chapter, how do I write? What 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 should I do? All I see is these gurus selling their books. I want to suggest that the Yahoo Style Guide, another book that's 512 pages long, but it will teach you the, the, the way to write. It's the ultimate source book for writing, editing, creating content in a digital world. As you guys know that have followed this any length of time, I do a lot of editorials, a lot of blogging, a lot of articles out there on different things. And um, looking to to start being a, 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 a what are you journalist for Digital Journal, who's picked up some of our work in the past. So, blogging can be phenomenal. Last night I received a phone call and then an email from an investment bank out of New York, and they're investigating a company that they're thinking about investing in, a very very profitable, very good company, and they wanted my opinion, and that's due not because I'm a 
some guy that just knows everything, but it's because after reviewing some of the things I've done, they they did realize that I have a little bit of expertise in network marketing. And that's how Mike is. Mike has an expertise in social media, but more so the symphony behind it, how to make it all blend together. Some of the longest phone calls and, and chats that I'm on deal with people saying, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know how to make it all work. And that's where Michael's Mike's book comes into play. So let's look at how he opens this. The word blog or web blog originally referred to a journal that was kept online and was largely defined by its content management system. Now, I'll take it further than that. Uh, I can remember in 1982, 83, using bulletin boards and chat rooms, and we would log everything. Then I remember our first blogs as we had them over on the user groups uh, because we were on UUNet working and, and building and and looking at code and developing. And, and Michael's right, each one was different. When I look at the original AOL groups and the original AOL or uh, Yahoo groups, I, I kind of see them as an online type of blogging. It was it was interesting as you look at how blogs have come, come out now and really become the, the mainstay. And he's correct that when they went public, when everybody started using them, they were truly defined by the CMS that was being used, that, that content management system, that platform, whether it was Blogger, TypePad, you know, WordPress today. I mean, it didn't matter what, Drupal, all these different systems that are there. It made it, it, made it unique. Now, there's a there's a part that Mike doesn't talk about that I'm investigating right now due to a situation in direct sales. And one of the things about blogs is that sometimes people want to blog anonymously, pro or con. And I am not an advocate of anonymous blogging. I, I have had my mind changed just a little bit to realize there are times when people feel it's important to be an anonymous blogger. I guess it's kind of like the anonymous uh, deep throat from the 70s that, that revealed what was going on inside Nixon's White House. You know, there's there's a reason for things sometimes. But if you want to build credibility, if you want to build a broad footprint on the Internet, then you want to be able to create your blog in a way that does not make you some anonymous blogger. You want to create a blog that will be unique to your personality, unique to your brand. In some cases, it may be your only website. In other cases, you may have a, a static page or, or a website-looking page, and then people will click over to the blog. Whatever the case, it needs to be you. When I first started MLMHelpDesk.com, uh, which don't 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 worry about going over there. That well, by the time you hear this, you might be able to. But if you're live or you're in the archives in the first week, don't we're we're correcting an issue that Google has shown us. But when you look at that site, that's taken years to develop, and you're going to find that your blog will develop with your personality. This isn't in Michael's book. I'm just sharing this from somebody that digs deep into the blogging world. Your blog will morph. It will change. You could probably look at it as the Geraldo Herrera. 
syndrome, where you go from from tabloid news to mainstream news to kind of a mix of both. You're going to be covering a lot of stuff in your niche, and that's the important part. Mike writes, the way that blogs work is that you have a front end where the content is displayed and a back end where the content is created. That That is truly how simple blogging is. It isn't my, my baby girl, Tessa, is 17 now, but she started when she was 15, taking care of Paige's blog. Now that she's older, Paige has asked me if I'd come aboard and, and help her and take over, and I said, sure I would. It would be my privilege and my blessing. But Tessa's always taking care of her mama's blog. And the themes change, but the content stays true to her personality. And even when you use a guest blogger, and sometimes you'll want a guest blogger, then you need to be... They need to have a their own writing style, but it needs to stay congruent with what your message is. That's what makes it unique. Mike writes this, and I found this very good. It says, on one of the truly revolutionary things about blog is that the comment system. People can post a comment on anything that you put up, allowing them to interact with you. You can moderate these comments in order to prevent negativity and spam, or you can choose to respond to them yourself and start a conversation. I believe in communicating back with my viewers, with my community. One of the things that has made our blog so popular is that I am a true advocate of First Amendment speech. Another reason why anonymous blogging is not good, because when you do it in a commercial setting, the Ninth Circuit has shown that it is not protected by the freedom of speech, that, that there are certain things in a commercial setting that can be brought out under that anonymous. So you're going to have to show who you are. We have fought cease and desist letters. We've done everything. We will take it to the highest extremes that we do believe in that freedom of speech. So my comments sometimes, people would call them negative, and really they're not. They're a way for people to vent who have been sometimes screwed by companies, and other times they praise companies. They're raving fans. And that's what you have to look at. That's what's so important. In, the, in your blog, when you're setting up from a professional standpoint, you've got to look at this. Now, there's several ways to stop the spamming. Sometimes spam does get out there. You can fix that. It's no big deal. But one of the things that you have to do is you have to interact in one way or another with your community. Otherwise, you're not really a blog, not, not in the sense that Mike's talking about. You're really just a portal for information. And I don't know if any of us want that. We want more than that. You know, I run a system that, that only a couple of people ever wrote about, and it's called the 1030 rule, where we have 10 different blogs rolling in, in anywhere from five to, to seven different industries, and we our focus is $30 a day off of those blogs. It takes time, it takes effort, but when you follow your passion, then you find out that you can turn your hobby into a money-making opportunity along with a, a, a regular business like network marketing. Mike writes, anything so powerful is going to have an impact on a business making money. This applies online and offline. When you look at blogging, blogging is used both online and offline. And a lot of times guys and gals don't understand that blogs work phenomenally well for local businesses that's that's important to understand you want to be able to build your local business utilizing the blog 
See, when you're you, you look at some sites like Groupon and all these these coupon sites that are coming out and these businesses that way, that's awesome. But as a local business person, think about just in my town of Destin. Let's say that you own a resort, and it's a small resort. You're just a you got a, a little hotel that you inherited. It's got five rooms in it, and you need to compete with the big boys. A blog would be a phenomenal way to do that because when people are checking out Destin, Florida. You know what would happen? If you did your blog right and you wrote some really powerful articles, not about how cool your resort is, I mean, that's a given, but about what's going on in the community. And all of a sudden, you're going to rank at the top. I've got a friend of mine, Richard Imers, who owns Imers Real Estate. He was one of the first guys to put up a webcam looking out over the beach. So when people came to his site to look at real estate or some of his rental property, they saw this beautiful picture they could click on and, and it was like every five minutes back then it would change now I think it's it's live streaming he's got it on his house out there amazing situation for business people were able to connect with him they kept coming back to his website because they wanted to see that live stream and that's what things are about is bringing people back to your site and as I studied what Mike's right, written in here it's like man this is great he writes this, and this is pretty powerful. If you're uncomfortable blogging from a personal point of view, you can take a more remote voice and simply put important things about what's happening in the company. This will not engage users and readers as much, but it will still allow you to push out information about your business to people. Now, when I, when I read that, I thought, I thought, man, I don't know if I like that. And then I realized, you know, this is great. Because there are people in certain positions that are just, they're just not good at this stuff. But every one of us has somebody, especially you guys that run businesses, who could become your chief, your chief social media person. Think about this for a minute. What's wrong with creating a social media team? That team may start out with one person. But all they do is focus on interaction with the company. They're that people person. They're probably going to be somebody that's part of the marketing team. I don't think you want somebody part of the advertising team doing this because they get too salesy. You want people that are excited. Maybe somebody in, in human resources. As a matter of fact, I would suggest getting somebody in each of your, of your divisions and putting them in here. See, if you've got somebody from each part of your team and they're, and they're, they're collaborating together and the message is getting out and, and you've got somebody on call on a regular basis who's checking Facebook so that everybody doesn't get overwhelmed and they're, they're checking the social media profiles or doing all that, wouldn't it be amazing because now you can stay on top of what's going on? And if you're the CEO or founder, it's even better because all of a sudden when they see you blog something, when the, when the customers or the employees or the field force see you doing something, all of a sudden they say, whoa, we've got to see what Mr. Studman or Study, Stud at Woman's doing. What do they have to say? If you're at a convention and you put up a mobile picture, it can be really life-changing for some people. And here's why I say that. You will find that the people that come to your community take pride in that community. I'm, I'm Right now I'm in a controversial situation that will go public before too long. And as I look at, at the community in which I'm communicating in, and I see both critical people, people that are literally they're using critical thinking to come to some conclusions in a situation, and then I just see the dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies, which are the minority, 
and they don't even have a direct emotional tie. They just don't like anybody. It's amazing to me to see how they interact and how they interact with a visitor like myself. And it's like, wow, you know, it's amazing because people will act the same way online that they do offline. I've seen that. I've, I've experienced that, and it's amazing to see people's personalities and venom come out. But it's also interesting to see the, the true, loving, caring passion that people have. And it's like, wow, this is so cool to be able to see. From a psychological and a, and a psychology standpoint, you're able to grow more yourself through the blogging experience. When you decide that you want to become an authority in your specific niche, what might cause an expert in the field, and you start writing and, and using social the social symphony to get your message out, you will be truly amazed at how fast you can rank to the top. How fast people will look at you and say, I've got a question to ask. How fast it'll be that they will listen to what it is that you have to say. However, Mike Mike brings up a very valid concern. He says, however, you have to be certain that anything you post is absolutely true and correct. False information can severely damage a reputation which you have worked hard to achieve. He he used some strong language there, and I and I don't disagree with him whatsoever. But I also know that every person is human. And sometimes, because I've lived this, you're going to put out information that you're going to learn is false. When that happens, people will forgive you as long as you correct it with as much vigor and, and voice as you did to report it the first time. See, reputation protection, as I call it, is not just about putting out true and exact information. It's about correcting when you are wrong and admitting that you fell short and apologizing worldwide, because that's how your blog will be. And linking back to the net. Do not remove the false information. Correct the false information. Link to something that is new. Write right on there, I was wrong. If you're like me and you do videos, then you, you do a brand new video and put it right on there so people can see it. You have to correct yourself. It's the only way to make it work. It's the only way that it will continually move forward. John Maxwell taught me that a long time ago in leadership. You have a lot of a lot of reserves built up. And people will follow a leader who makes a mistake, but they will not follow a leader who is untrustworthy. And that's what you have to look at. That's the power behind what I'm talking about. The power behind what Mike wrote when he said, it must be accurate information. Here's something else he wrote, and I thought this was very, very good. He says, another way to earn respect for yourself and your business through blogging is by becoming a hub of news for your particular industry. Now, that's what I've done with MLM Help Desk. That's what Ty Tribble has done with the MLMblog.net. What Lou Abbott's done with the MLM Absolute Truth or Whole Truth or whatever it is over there at his. I mean, this is this is what sets you apart. People know they can come to you. Every week on Friday I do a weekly news report on network marketing. I get reviews and views from all over the place. People have come to expect 
that news report or editorial, whatever it is I'm going to be sharing. And, it, and it's not because, oh, we get to listen to Troy. They don't care about me. But they love the information because it keeps them up to date on the profession they have grown to love. In some cases, they like it because I will attack the critical issues. I have no problem addressing those. And they will get a different perspective that way. I believe that that's what we have to do. Mike brings up the fact that to make your blog interesting and to engage more people, you need to use a multiple form of media. That's an absolute truth. Matter of fact, I've got a friend of mine that wrote a book, um, a phenomenal book. It's called, well, this one's called Call to Action. It's actually Waiting for Your Dog or Waiting for Your Cat to Bark is the book that you need to go look at. It's by Brian and, and Jeff Eisenberg who created a phenomenal system of engaging all people of all personalities on your website by learning how to interact and mix certain words. They're linguistic experts. They've done work with Best Buy, Overstock.com, and many others. Great way, if you're going to get into this big time, to learn how to use persuasive architecture. And persuasive architecture, I'm going to, I'm going to jump over just a minute, is a way to make sure that you're engaging different personalities and persuading them to make, take the next step to continue to click through on your website to find what it is they're looking for. Phenomenal. We see it on, like I said, Best Buy is a prime example. So you want to be able to look for things like that. My expertise, if, if, if I could be so, what did somebody call me yesterday? Um, some kind of, they used a word, arrogant. Uh, and I've been called a lot of things. I've never been called arrogant before. Cocky, confident, a few words we can't announce on the radio, but I've never been called arrogant, not even by my teens. But in this case, they said I was arrogant on my videos. And it's like, wow. So obviously they watched them, but yet they did not read any of the forethought or any of the, uh, any of the additional text on my blog. And the reason I know that is based on the comment that they left. And it's like, man, this is pretty interesting here. You know, this is how... Sometimes people react when they are a certain type of, of personality. And by using the multimedia effect, you put some MP3s up there. You know, If you go to my blog, you'll see video, you'll see the radio archives, you'll see written text. I try to engage all senses, depending on who's watching, who's seeing it. You see images that are up there. This is how you, you take your blog to the next level. Now, just like in social media profiles, you want your brand on your blog. You want the color scheme. You want whatever. My blogs all have some form of blue. If you go study the psychology of colors, especially on the Internet, you find that blues and purples, I've said this in the past, are classified leadership or royalty colors. If you, if you look at marketing, they'll tell you use opposites. Use black and yellows, black and reds, red and blues, all these different colors. You know, I like to use blue. Now, obviously, I got the red, white, and blue flag, but I use blues and white space. I do that for two reasons. The largest software company in the world, Microsoft, also does that. When I look at Apple and I see how Apple does it, a lot of white space. You know, when you look at some of the, the portals that are out there, lots of white space. So I try to 
I try to get my blogs to kind of work that way. Now, I don't do that. I'm going to tell you. That's because I'm going for a business. With Paige, we don't do that. We're very creative. She usually, like I think her blog right now looks like a, a, the portal in a, or a, yeah, portals in a ship because she's a beach girl, and she's a writer, and she's a pirate lover. So we, we have to do her blog a little bit different. You know, and, that, and it blends and it matches. If you saw my business cards, you'd see my business cards have the American flag. I brand my business cards. Well, your blog is kind of like a business card. So you want it to be part of your primary color scheme of your system, of what your company brand is all about. Important. I also I want to bring something up. Mike covers this a little bit. It's on promoting your blog business in the book. And it's on SEO tactics. I've taught and I've been taught black hat, gray hat, and white hat SEO tactics. One of the problems with our blog right now is we have one of our affiliates somewhere is using a black hat tactic that's got us blocked at Firefox where, where nobody sees it in Chrome, nobody sees the issue in, in Explore, but there's an exploit somewhere between Firefox and our website, not just ours, many others that has brought this issue to, to light, and then Google snagged it because I use Google Analytics. So we're working diligently to get this fixed before we get totally wiped off the face of the earth. You want to make sure whoever's doing your SEO, that search engine optimization, uses only white hat tactics. You don't want to use the black hats no matter what anybody tells you. I strongly suggest you stay away from any gray hat situations. And, and that's a whole different training. We're not going to go into that today. But it's imperative that you pay attention, that you do it right. You cannot take a chance of doing it wrong. This is about your brand. This is about your symphony. I do want to put a word of caution in. If you're going to have your employees as guest bloggers, <clears throat> if they're going to be doing any kind of moderating, if they're going to do any kind of commenting, you want to be cautious. You don't want to engage in, demotion, in emotional debates. You don't want to put out more information than you should. I had a, an interesting comment on Facebook today that said, Troy, I, I did a news scoop on you. I found out that this company and this company have merged together, and they made the announcement last night. And I wrote back and said, we had the press release prior to your call. We could not release it until after the call because they're a publicly traded company. And sometimes you're going to have stuff that you can't report on, and you don't want your employees slipping up if you're running a publicly traded company because it can be seen as leaking inside information. Monday, we will be covering Chapter 9, Build, Market, and Farm. You're going to love it. This afternoon on Aces Radio Live, the infamous, not really, he's famous, he's phenomenal, the Art Jonak will be on Aces Radio Live. Art is the best-dressed man in network marketing. I tease him about that. This kid's story is unbelievable. He came in very, very young into this profession and has made a name for himself as a leader and as a collaborator of bringing people together under one umbrella for the same cause, and that is to change people's lives. I really enjoy what Art's doing. Folks, have an awesome weekend. I know I am. My wife has all kinds of plans for me, and we're going to have a blast. So live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with us Monday morning. On hey, Troy, 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 before you sign off. I don't want to talk to you. This was my show. You're just you're, you're like that. You're like that guy from the emergency broadcast system. You just pop in. You scared me. <laughs>
No, man, I've been listening online. I know what you're doing. You're doing great stuff. I uh, just wanted to remind everybody about our guest this afternoon, the best-dressed man in the home-based business industry, uh, world, travel, world traveler extraordinaire. Um, give everybody a little insight on who we're having on the show this afternoon. I thought you said you were listening. I was. I just did that. You just did that. Well, then you did that while I, I was went- dialing in. I just went through this whole thing about how Jim Gilhouse, the best-dressed man in network marketing, was going to be on our radio show with Art Jonak, and, and Art was going to be interviewing him. It was going to be an awesome show. Good God. All right. Well, I muted the <laughs> – you must have done that right as I muted the computer and was dialing in. That's hilarious. That's I love, now, hey, listen, are you, are you going to have the ZZ Top song ready for when he comes on? Um, I'm glad you reminded me of that. What? That, we 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 got to do it, sharp dressed man. We got to have that ready because that's 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 the theme song, dude. All right, ZZ Top, sharp dressed man. I, I will make a point of it. And thank and, you, and brother, I did. I, I appreciate just... everything you do, <laughs> brother. Thank you, man. And, and and how's your how's your body going, folks? If you don't know, Jim had a little issue where some lady with four wheels pulled out in front of him while he's on his motorcycle. So, Jimmy, how you feeling physical wise? Um, you know what? Uh, the good Lord's not done with me yet here on Earth, so I, he's, I, I believe he's going to keep me around for a little while longer. I'll recover. The bike will recover. Um, the bike needs a whole bunch of TLC. Uh, that means dollars and cents, in case you didn't already know that. But, <laughs> you know, luckily I'm, I'm still in one piece. I'm not hurt too bad. Unfortunately, I'm not able to do a number of the things that I want to be doing because Doc's telling me to take things a little slow but you know life is good and uh i feel blessed i feel like i've got guardian angels you know i think he's got a an entire squad of guardian angels assigned to watch over me on a regular basis so that's uh, that's a good thing oh i like that now i got a question when when you're training our pilots you guys don't do that with live ammunition do you uh, actually there are times when uh, when we're doing aerial gunnery and stuff where we are in fact shooting yeah, now, okay, now are you are you you haven't been given that lady's address where her car's parked, have you? Oh dude, I know exactly where to find her car. Her car it's funny it's funny that you mention that because yesterday the the reason this accident happened is I was on my way to Lowe's to pick up some light bulbs after I got off work the other day for my office. And I'm, you know, no hurry, just kind of cruising along, you know, on my way home casually. You know, and and this lady is just getting off work, and she's leaving leaving her place of employment. Well, yesterday when we drove by her place of employment on our way back to Lowe's, going up the same street where the incident occurred, I noticed that her Audi was parked in the parking lot, backed into the parking lot, in the most strategic location in the parking lot to exit her place of employment at the most rapid pace possible. So I got the impression that you know when Quentin when Quentin time rings you know it's like the Flintstones when you hear you know the, the whole yabba dabba do thing and Fred goes running and jumps down the back of the dinosaur and it's exit stage left man they're out of there yeah that's that that's kind of what it looks like it's set up to be for her on a daily basis. Well, just make sure when you're doing training exercises that you don't accidentally accidentally stray over in the wrong spot and push the button at the wrong time because then she may want to sue you not thinking it was an accident like hers was. Yeah, right. All right, brother. Um, you have an amazing day. I will talk to you later on this uh, this morning and then again this evening. Uh, 
We're going to have fun on the show tonight. It's going to be a blast. I look forward to it. Folks, have an awesome weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning. Bye now. Take care, everybody. God bless.